welcome to the Rock Capital Podcast. My name is Stefan and this is the podcast for all the best in rock and roll. I'm here with Sin radio host and podcaster and producer, Jason Evans. Hello, Jason. Hi, Stefan. Doing How are well? you going, my friend? I'm doing okay. I'm just getting by, doing a few projects every now and then. All local, of course. Yeah, of course. Rock Capital is Melbourne. Yes. The rock capital of Australia and probably the world. Statistically proven? Well, that's true. Yes. It's uh, like all the. We have the most uh, venues um, for bands to play. Okay. So per capita. Or so we're the like food that. capital, we're the sporting capital, and the musical capital. The coffee capital. And the coffee capital. Yeah. Sports and everything. Yeah. Excellent. No We've worries. got everything you need in this place as long as you can <laughs> afford to live here. Which, which isn't as bad because we're not Sydney. Yeah, that's right. Well, immediately we're, we're alienating Sydney. Well done, me. Sorry about that, Stefan. <laughs> um, well, we, you and I, Jason, we just literally just finished up recording one of your projects. Can you tell us about the Great Metal Standoff? Yeah. So you came onto my new newest podcast venture, the Great Metal Standoff. That is a podcast that I am hosting. Uh, ever, 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 ever growing. I must admit. Great Metal Standoff is where we put two iconic albums in the world of metal, prog, punk, hardcore, classic rock and roll. Who knows? It could be gent for all we know because everything gents these days. We put two of the most iconic albums of their genre, put them head-to-head in track-by-track format and work out which one would come out on top in a one-on-one discussion. And uh, by the time people hear this, they'll be able to hear the episode that you and I did. Um, So your first episode, which you've... You would have had at least two before. We yeah, I've already this recorded one. two episodes. Episode one uh, contained a contest between Metallica's Master of Puppets versus Megadeth's Rust in Peace with uh, our, my friend and your friend, our mutual friend, bassist from Ascarian, Reese McKenzie. Yes, who's been on this podcast several times. Yeah, he's a friend of the show. He's a very, very good lad. Be sure to check out Ascarian on Bandcamp. They're quite good lads if you love your death metal and you're supporting a local act. Uh, and I also did a pop-punk battle with a, a fellow friend of ours, a former EP of Moshpit, Ellen Pritchard. We did uh, Green Day's American Idiot versus My Chemical Romance's The Black Parade, because apparently that was a big debate in the punk pop-punk world. And I haven't listened um, to that episode, so I actually don't know who won. Uh, don't spoil it, Jason, so the people listening can go check that out. No worries. And, and Alan has been on Rock Capital as well, so check out the Christmas episode, which we did, which was fun. <laughs> yeah. Building a great network we are here in the rock capital. Absolutely. And the third episode, which we just did, you can hear it now. Omni.fm. And you can also check us out at facebook.com forward slash metal standoff pod. That's where all our updates come up. And omni.fm, great metal standoff. That's where all our podcasts are going to be put to. But what was on the episode we just did? Uh, We talked about, we pitted ACDC's Back in Black versus Motorhead's Ace of Spades. Yeah, and um, two... So there you go, um, 1980s. Both 1980, yeah. 1980. In the same year, months apart they were. And Yes, and um, Killer Time for, that was the new Wobbin period where the new wave of British heavy metal bands were coming out. And Motorhead was one of those bands that kind of bridged the line between thrash metal and um, speed metal, punk metal, hard rock, rock and roll. They were, you know, I guess you could probably call them one of those classic heavy metal bands. So you could just call them heavy metal. Same with Iron Maiden. Um, they didn't really fit into a specific genre. 
Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't call them thrash metal. Especially considering the bands themselves just said they're straight up rock and roll. They don't really identify themselves as metal, yet they have been morphed into that new wave of British heavy metal category. So that's probably why they don't really fit completely into the box, which, to be honest, isn't really that much of an issue in my yeah. mind. Back in Black, to me, um, well, ACDC in general, you know, definitely influenced hard rock, but also influenced many metal artists. Yeah. You know, like Scott Ian from Anthrax, for instance, says that he probably wouldn't even play in a metal band if it wasn't for ACDC, you know. So their influence is incredibly important to music as we know it today. So do you have ideas for upcoming episodes you want to share, Jason? Or do you want to not spoil it? I'm not going to spoil too many, but I will say I'm going to make a casting call out on Rock Capital. If you are a local musician and this concept sounds interesting to you, I would be very happy to send you a list of battles that I have come up in mind. I've got about six months' worth of podcasts I'd be willing to do. If you're a local musician out there and you're interested in putting two albums against each other and finding out which one is best, be sure to get in contact. That's metal- facebook.com forward slash metal standoff pod. Send me a message. I'd be very interested. If you, Yeah, I'd be very interested to see what you've got to say and... Plus, it's good content all around, and we're building up a nice little local music scene. Absolutely. So, how did you come up with this idea for the Great Metal Standoff? Uh, okay, so uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much I want to delve into because it's a bit. You know, I'm thinking. Part of it is a bit ripped off of. Um, I'm a big wrestling fan, right? Yep. And I'm a big fan of. Uh, I don't mind checking out the odd wrestling podcast every now and then. Are you I think aware of? I, wh- I I'm sure I. Um, Introduced you to one, did I not? I can't um, quite remember. But uh, they changed the name to Wild World of Wrestling. Is that it? Podcast. Yeah. Okay. They changed the name though. Ah, that well, that's a shame. Um, it was you... a heavy metal. Heavy, it's a heavy metal um, slash wrestling podcast. Okay. It, oh, it's called the wi- Wide World of Wrestling. The Wide World of Wrestling. All right. Yeah, it I'll changed be sure its to... name, but uh, it's about heavy metal and wrestling together, which okay. are two of your favorite things. Yeah. I've got it open right now. Okay, yep, no worries. So it's Wild World of Wrestling, black and white, with the world. It kind of looks like the Nine World of Sports logo on a budget, really. Yeah. Either way. So, this is where the idea of Great Metal Standoff came out. Um, so, are you aware of wrestler Chris Jericho? I've heard of him. Okay. Mr. Fozzy himself? Yes, exactly. Mr. Fozzy. So, he performs in his own band called Fozzy, and they've been, they came out here to Australia quite recently back in November to promote their new album Judas but um, on Chris Jericho himself has a podcast and he'll do anything it can be anything from wrestling to music to conspiracy theories to anything Uh, one episode he did an episode called The Classic Album Clash where he put uh, Ride Lightning versus Master of Puppets and he's gone on to um, put Ozzy Osbourne albums up against each other a couple of Kiss albums up against each other and I'm thinking you know what that's not a bad concept to try Okay, how do you make that your own? Okay, instead of two albums within one band's discography, just do band versus band. Yeah. And then I made the pitch uh, to uh, yourself and a couple of the Mosh Pit crews, and they sounded down with it. So I thought, let's get this up and rolling. And now I've got a list of like 30 bands I'd love to explore and put against each other. Ooh. Awesome. Because did you have other ideas or... Or this was the only one you came up with? I also thought of... Well, I also thought it doesn't always have to be one-on-one. I could do a three-way battle. 
Yeah. I could maybe, for example, uh, someone gave me the idea of putting all of the Kiss members' uh, solo records out, so it's like a four-way kind of deal. Uh, I know, and I'm going to cover everything, so it could be a punk album, it could be a prog album, it could be classic thrash, classic metal, rock and roll. But I think um, most of it will be metal, which is why you named it as such, right? Yes. With the occasional punk and whatever to yeah. break it up a bit. There's, a, there's an interesting one I thought about doing with uh, someone. I thought of doing Black Sabbath self-title versus Nevermind the Bollocks by the Sex Pistols because they're the two albums that are, pine- that are considered the f- you know the first metal and punk album. So I thought it'd be interesting if you put those two together. Oh, that is a good idea. Yeah, I never considered that. Um Mainly because I don't really know a lot about the Sex Pistols. Neither do I, so it's fun to research. Because they've only got one album, right? Yeah, they only have one album. Who would have thought that an entire genre was influenced by one album? One album, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's mind-blowing to me. I'm like, all right. And plus, if I don't know much about that band, at least I'm now discovering about them. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a learning journey along the way. Yeah, it's fun. It's all all good fun. You You learn... Um, you find lots of great bands and hear lots of great new music. But I want to know, Jason, who are your favourite bands of all time? Okay. I've always had... So since probably... Um, I'm 19 years of age and I've probably only found time to rank them since year 11. So I'm, I've got that adolescent phase in me. Keep yep. in mind. Let's put it this way. I've put it into a top five and number one is Metallica because they're, they're kind of the gateway, obviously. Which, you, which album? Uh, the gateway album. No, which album? Master of Puppets, is it? Uh, my favourite Metallica album is probably Master of Puppets, yeah. most definitely, but I, I always call myself the worst Metallica fan in the world because I'm also quite a fan of the load and reload period in the 90s. Wouldn't that just I, make you the best Metallica fan because you like their stuff despite... I guess, I guess, but it's always dodgy ground saying it because, yes, they did change their look, they did change their image, and they, yeah, they... Fans did feel alienated, but there's there's some really introspective stuff on those load and reload albums. I just find them a little bit, um, like it's there's a few hit and miss. I will admit that there's, there's too much hit and miss, too much filler. Like both albums are like what an hour long, so you basically have loads going on eighty minutes. It borders on eighty minutes load. Jeez, well, so you basically have um like ninety minutes to well like about two hours. Yeah. Of basically one album idea split into two. Yes. So if they just called the album Loaded and just picked the best songs, you could have a really killer album. You could. You could, but I don't mind the idea of having more songs at your disposal. But yeah, I will admit, like, if we were to break down Load right now, like, I'm a big fan of Until It Sleeps, I'm a big fan of King Nothing, Bleeding Me is bloody introspective as balls, it's bloody great. Outlaw Torn's an un- underrated classic. I think I read on a website one day, Outlaw Torn is probably one of the most underrated songs fans like. And on Reload's site, I love Unforgiven 2. I, pro- I actually rank it as high as Unforgiven 1. Memory Remains. Memory Remains, I think, might have been the first Metallica song I started um, really seeking out because of wrestling bias. It was actually the soundtrack to one of the pre-match packages at a WrestleMania. It was Undertaker Triple H yep. inside Hell in a Cell. The pre-match package had the memory remains as the background song going about this montage. And I'm like, ooh, this is kind of catchy. I might seek them out. Oh, it's Metallica. I've heard of that band. I'll seek that song out. And then the rest is history. So I think that's probably where the bias from Load Reload comes in. But You missed out on Fuel. Uh, yeah. Are you telling I'll me you don't to- like Fuel? I'll listen to it from now and again. Oh, I love Fuel. A little bit cheesy. Fuel was one of my favorite Metallica songs. I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, on Reload, Memory Remains... Unforgiven 2, Carpe Diem Baby, Fixer, 
Prince Charming's quite attitude-ish. I honestly don't really know those songs too well. I do there like I do like Mama Said, actually. I think it's a... That one's horror. a surprising one. Yeah, it's a surprising song. Same with Low Man's Lyric, because that's actually got a hurdy-gurdy in it, and that's an intriguing intru- instrument to me. Yeah, so what What other bands? Uh, I'm also a massive fan of Avenged Sevenfold because I'm a teen, and they're also another <laughs> gateway metal band. Your generation, I guess. I guess so. They they, they are called, can't... Do you reckon they're, they're this generation's Metallica for my era, do you reckon? As in, like, for mainstream success? Mainstream success, yeah. Possibly, although I don't know any... I don't know that many people who... No Avenged Sevenfold songs. You know, they're not quite as... They don't have, like, a Nothing Else Matters or an Enter Sandman, do they? Not really. Oh, you, I reckon you could make an argument for either, like, a Bat Country or a Nightmare or Hell to the King. Oh, yeah, maybe. I reckon you could make that argument for those three songs. Beast in the Harlot, maybe. Afterlife, maybe. But, yeah, something like that. I know, however, when it comes to Avenged Sevenfold, my favourite one is The Stage. Oh, the, is the, that the latest one? It's their most recent one. Yeah. Uh, that was. It kind of dives deep into more of the uh, the AI, uh, artificial intelligence side of society. Some science based music. I'm not. I don't know what space rock is, but I'm sure there could be elements of that. But it also delves into you know just like the universe itself, like exists. That 15 minute epic with the Neil deGrasse Tyson spoken words, probably one of the best things I've ever heard. And the stage, the title track, probably the best song they've ever written. And I'm going to include a little piece of heaven in that statement. The, you know, I just thought, you know, they are kind of like Metallica in that. I think on their Hail to the King album, they have that song. This means war. Yes, you know where I was going. Yeah. Which is basically a Sabatru ripoff. Not exactly a fan of that one, I must admit. I'm not a fan I, I of like this means war. I like that song, but I know that it sounds a lot like... Um, that whole <laughs> album actually sounds more Metallica. And the other thing they have similar to Metallica is they have a lot of haters who have this weird thing for hating Avenged Sevenfold for no reason, just like Metallica. I feel like... I'm not sure if this is true, and please correct me, because I, I don't know... To, I'm not as well-versed in mu- covering music as you are, Stefan, but have Avenged Sevenfold ever been labelled as an emo band? Not emo. Okay, I don't good. Think so. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if that I was the case. people think that the Avenged Sevenfold, they suck. They suck, you know? <laughs> That's, that's that's really it. I don't know. Uh, I, okay. I, I actually don't know why. Maybe it's just because they're a new band. You know, people. You know, I used to, I used to be the thing. You know, during my teens, I'm just like, oh, I like all the old bands. I love Guns N' Roses. I love ACDC. Right. I love Metallica. ACDC, I love too. Yeah, I, and I'll be like, oh, I hate these new bands. They're so crap. I feel like you're not gonna get anywhere if you have that attitude. There's lots of great music. Yeah. Um, even if you only like heavy music. There's lots of great new music by heavy bands, and because you have yep. things like internet and Spotify, when people say things like "there isn't any good music nowadays," just go go search on those media outlets, and you'll find it. Exactly, you can find what you want easily. In fact, it's a thousand times easier to find what you want. You're it's, not gonna you're not gonna hear bloody. Um, you're probably not gonna hear any Justin Bieber unless you want to hear Justin Bieber nowadays. Yeah, you got to go searching for it nowadays. Just because rock's not mainstream doesn't mean it's not there. You just need to search for it. That's exactly how I found the band Symphony X. Oh yes, yes. Um, Symphony X. Symphony X. I think they've been labelled as like they're kind of yeah, like dream theater metal. style. Yeah, they're kind of dream metal. theater style. The reason why I got into I found a few Symphony X songs was due to I wanted to get into dream theater. Yeah, because I I looked I like at dream theater. I looked at things like, okay, if there's a progressive rock, and I don't mind progressive rock, oh, okay, there's a progressive metal out there. Okay, who's considered the best of progressive metal? Dream Theater. Absolutely. 
okay, great. The problem is I didn't really get into them at the first for the first attempt. I think the first song I ever listened to by Dream Theater was a song off the self-titled, and it was like a 22-minute song. I'm like, oh my goodness, gracious me. <laughs> That that's well, very long, and I'm not sure what's going on. That's a great album, and I really like that song actually. Okay. But you know, that's like what their tenth album, the self-titled. It's tenth or twelfth, something like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's in so the it's, teens, it's like their latter day album. So you'd probably want to go see yeah. some of that classic ones. But I decided I wanted to keep trying. So one day I was in a store and I found like a, a good deal for a five album pack. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah, and it had images and words, Awake, Falling into Affinity, Metropolis Part 2, and Train of Thought. Um, at the time, I was thinking, okay, Metropolis Part 2 is considered one of the best concept albums of all time. Do you reckon that's I, a statement, an accurate statement? That would be, I think that's probably my favorite Dream Theater album. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm not really a fan of Awake. I don't know what it is. Right. There is something about maybe the guitar tone or something about the sound of that album that I don't like. I'm not a fan of Awake. Right. I like images and words a lot. Okay. Uh, as for the other ones, I'm not. I think I think there's so much dream theater that I don't, don't know if I really bothered listening to the other ones. Yeah, what I yeah the point I was great because the point I was trying to put get at is because I bought that pack because I wanted to hear Metropolis Part Two, and when I did, I was like, okay, it's good, it's admittedly good, but I, there's still a disconnect there. I couldn't really find it. Funny enough, it took the first song off Train of Thought, which is As I Am. That was the one that really got me. I'm like, okay, that song's great, and I really enjoy that. So now it's don't just really, I don't really know that album actually. So now it's just a matter, yeah. As um, Train of Thought's a bit more like of a classic metal album by Ooh. Dream Theater. It's a bit okay. more like balls to the wall metal in Dream Theater, so it's a bit less proggy. But the first song, As I Am, was the one that pulled me in. But because it took me a bit too long to get into those songs, I was like, okay, what else is out there in progressive metal? And I found, and I was searching through Spotify one day, and one of them came up as Symphony X. I'm like, oh, that's a cool-sounding name. I'll click on it. And then I went through, and I'm like, oh, great, there's some good songs here. Mm. And now, uh, every now and again, I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but I would say I do like searching up Symphony X and going on, discovering some of their stuff. Do they have a lot of albums? Um, they started in the 90s. I know it's 94. They start, their first one was in 92, 93, 94. I think they've got about eight or nine. Let me see. I have a We've got, we've got a laptop in the studio to fact check here, and he's having a quick check. I'm nine. Not, they have nine albums. There we go. Nine albums. And Jeez. Yeah, they've been, they've been qualified. They've, they've been classified as neoclassical, symphonic metal, progressive metal, power metal. I've, I've definitely heard like one or two of their songs, but uh, I haven't really given them a chance, I think. So I will definitely give them a go. So thanks for that, Jason. No worries. And here's another thing that's also on the list of like my top five. Number five is actually Stone Sour, because for some reason I never got... It took me much longer to get into Slipknot than it did Stone Sour. I um, Stone Sour, yeah, hard rock band. I like them. I like a few of their songs. I, I think um, they must have been quite classified as alternative metal i'm not sure what that means they but... range between like hard rock and some alternative metal yeah, yeah. uh i'm very glad i discovered stone sour because i think my favorite albums ever are the house of golden bones albums i saw them at um good things yeah good things were yeah. you there i wasn't there i had i had a commitment that day they were good they were good it was 38 degrees that day apparently <laughs> good oh, things yeah. festival I 38 that. degrees uh, it was it was rough Yes, I could only imagine just... Be- At least um, our good friend Ellen, she sent me a video of Corey Taylor performing Bother, so I was kind of happy with that. Yeah, I'm glad I she did that. Yeah, I love that song. It so is a lovely, lovely song. Is Slipknot in your top five as well? 
Surprisingly not. Okay. Surprisingly not. You not even see the, are they coming again? They're, they're going to perform with Metallica this year. They're performing year. with Metallica, yeah. And I'm very I'm very excited to uh, scream out the bridge to All Out Life. So you bought tickets for that? Yeah, I got tickets to Metallica. I, I, I did not care how much I'd have to... What I'd have to do to get those tickets. I was going to do it. I got them 10 minutes after they went on sale. Yep. Wasn't cheap, I must say. It wasn't the... Yeah, it's not the best... Uh, deal you've ever made, but anything for Metallica, I'll do anything for them. And you know, Slipknot is un- one of the biggest metal bands ever, so I guess, you know, that's two bands you get to see. A so great I guess bonus that makes... on top of that, yeah. yeah. I must admit, I do regret not seeing the Foo Fighters into 2018, because they're also on the list. I've seen them three times by now, so... Yeah. I think I'd, I don't need to see them again. Nah. Three times is enough. I'd love to scream along to Run. Yeah, uh, they did yeah, they did play Run. That I'm not really the biggest good. fan of Concrete and Gold, but I do say, if there's... How many songs are on that album? I think there's 10 or 11. Yeah. It's three out of 11, but those three three songs are bloody great, and Run is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, Skies and Neighborhood I really like as well. Yeah, that um, And Sunday Rain. I'd say Sunday Rain's up there too. Oh, the I Paul think McCartney they, on drums, Taylor Hawkins on keep vocals. They performed that. As, I'm pretty sure they performed that as well. They do perform that one quite often. I'm actually in a Foo Fighters fan group on Facebook. Oh, really? Called It's called uh, You Know When You're a Foo Fighters Song When, and it's dot, 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 and it's just a massive Foo Fighters fun group. I actually won one of their random song generators for the song DOA. Oh, really? <laughs> so they'll post up on a song, do you want to sing an effing song? And then they'll just write the first line down, and then the comment section just sings the rest of the song. I took part on it in the song DOA, and I won the contest. So, yay. You go. You go. What else? What What other bands? Have we missed any? Uh, well, that, I think that's most of the... That's four out of five out of the top five, and, you know, that's how you get into things. I must admit, I think... I, I, I kind of do credit wrestling to getting into metal, because... Like, for example, a wrestler CM Punk. Do you know CM Punk? No. He used to come out... Oh, Sam, he, oh, CM Punk, he was a famous wrestler in the Indies, did a good run in WWE. Now, he less said about his UFC career, the better. But uh, in the early stage of his career, he came out to Killswitch Engage. And uh, he also came out to Living Colour Cults of Personality later oh. on. So that that's another gateway for me. So I don't watch wrestling at all. So when you watch it... Yeah. They incorporate a lot of metal bands. Yeah. Not as much now, but in years previous, yeah, they most definitely... Oh, it's because, I guess, wrestling's really mainstream now. Uh, oh, Mainstream, it's arguably, yes, but it, it is a lot more poppy. They've got a weird fetish for Flow Rider. <laughs> <laughs> they have a weird fetish for having Flow Rider perform at shows for some reason. And Machine Gun Kelly. That's strange. It is strange. I'd rather Motorhead. Have you watched that? There's a TV sh- series on Netflix called Glow. Have you seen yes. that one? Yes. Uh, I'm aware of it. I haven't seen it, but I've uh, I've heard good things about it. So if you did want to get Well, in, it's based in the 80s, and I dig that. So Yeah. Glow was a promotion that was uh, quite um, quite uh, revolutionary at the time because it was an all-women's promotion. So it was, you know, women's wrestling wasn't as prominent back then as it is now. So it's kind of like a laying the foundations of a you know, overall women's revolution. It had hiccups down the line, but it's doing, you know, you can look back fondly like, yeah, gee, they were quite ahead of their time. Mm, absolutely. Um, what's your favourite... Um, so, do the wrestlers themselves, do they have, like, their own metal theme songs? Do a lot of them, like, ent- enter the stage on the same song? Or Not really, no. no. So, if we're going to go basic on WWE, 
uh, WWE uh, had a mu- had their own music composer. His name was Jim Johnson, and literally, it really depends on a person's character. If they're dark and brooding, of course, they're going to come out to like either like a slow guitar tone or a massive f off uh, metal track. But if you know you're bright and bubbly, they're going to come out to you know pretty pop music, of course. So they change the song for each. Oh yeah, it's but completely based on the character. Yeah, yeah. F- for the character they're playing and the performance they're going to do that day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So for a very long time, it, the the composer was Jim Johnson. It was just one guy, and he wrote all this music, and they're all iconic stuff. Nowadays, they have a, a music duo called CFOs, S with a dollar sign, and they come up with they come up with good music, but they do loop quite a lot. So they'll have a hook line, but then it it kind of gets looped over. There's not like it's not like verse, chorus, verse, verse, bridge, chorus. It's just uh, main, main line and a cool instrument part, and then loop. Yeah. So it's not as good. They're catchy. Like I would recommend, you know, Bobby Roode's Glorious Domination or Shinsuke Nakamura's uh, The Rising Sun, but they do repeat themselves over and over again for four minutes. They, well, like I said, they're great, but you just, you know, sometimes you might need to variety it up. But either way. Hmm. Interesting. Well, um, what's um, what's who, who was the first guy you mentioned? The first uh, I mentioned uh, Bobby Roode. He goes by Robert Roode now, but if you listen to that, it's kind of Queen-esque. Yeah. It's like this Queen-esque thing. It's kind of like, it, the character is that he's glorious. So it's like, glorious, no, I won't give in, I won't give in. And it's like this grand choir-esque opera-sounding song. Or uh, there's this Japanese wrestler named Shinsuke Nakamura. It comes out to this violin that just sounds absolutely beautiful. Uh, mm. Since he turned into a bad guy, they added some uh, Japanese rapping lyrics to it. But it's, once again, it all depends on a character. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that about wrestling. Maybe I should check it out more. If there's some cool music to to, to hear. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll end the uh, the podcast there. So thanks very much, Jason, for coming in. I really appreciate no it. Cheers. Tell us again the name of your podcast and where we can okay. find it. So I do the Great Metal Standoff. You can find it on Omni and Facebook. I share all the stuff at facebook.com forward slash Metal Standoff Pod. Uh, you'll hear people from Sin here. Uh, if you're a local musician, get in touch. I'd love to hear what you'd like to put up against. We can we compare iconic albums every time. Thanks. And uh, you can get the Rock Capital. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Rock Capital Pod. Uh, that's the same for Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Rock Capital Pod. We're on iTunes, although iTunes is dead now, I iTunes guess. iTunes is dead. That's Wait, have they killed it yet? Have they killed It's either dying or dead. Yeah, well, by the time you listen to it, it's probably dead. Who uh, knows? But that not that a shame? Well, when I click on it, it goes to Apple Podcasts, so there you go. Really? It's on, so it's, it's just completely gone now? I guess it's so. dead. So it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Spotify, it's on Google Podcasts. Um, so yeah, please, uh, you know, just give both podcasts a good rating, a good review score, yeah. five stars. Maybe at the end of the show, we'll just give one minute silence out of respect for iTunes. Yes, let's do that. Yeah, at the end of the recording, we'll just have a minute silence in respect for iTunes because that's probably made a few of childhoods. Do you think it should be a minute of noise because this is like a rock and roll show? Oh yeah. What What do you reckon would be a good riff to go over for that minute? Just a just a just a uh, wave of sorrow, power ballad style, or know, just how, a plodding riff. Why don't you you, you make a sound? <laughs> yeah, I don't, nah, I don't. I've got integrity, Stefan. <laughs> I I'll, need to hold on to as much as I have. Okay, I'll find something and then I'll just uh, loop it over and over again. Excellent. Um, over a minute. So. This is for you, iTunes. This is for you. 
and also iTunes, you actually really you are you are a real pain in the ass sometimes. <laughs> but uh, you know, you will be missed even though you're Apple. You're, you're just the music app now. Rest in peace. All right, thanks, Jason. This is Rock Capital. My name is Stefan. See you later.